Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. First preseason game is under the belt for the Montreal Canadiens. A 2-1 loss on home ice to the New Jersey Devils. But heck, it's preseason. Who cares? We'll talk about Jake Allen and Caden Primo, who shared duties one pitched the shutout, the other one gave up two goals. How did the young defenseman look? We'll talk about Harris, we'll talk about Gooley, and we'll talk about Barron. Also, the revelation of the camp, who played on a big-time line and impressed a lot of people. The kid who went number one overall, Uri Slavkowski. Did he pass the test or fail the test? Does it make a difference? And can we draw any conclusions after only one game? And Cole Caulfield picked up where he left off, all this and much more we'll discuss with Jared Buck from Habs Eyes on the Prize. Everything Habs for him coming up on the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinaro. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense. Like me, by nature. Like me, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark and... Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. I'm going back to Lacage on Saturday, October 1st, because we have a big announcement. The sick podcast is about to get a whole lot sicker. What am I going to announce? Well, you're going to have to be there to find out. So if you're looking for a place to have supper on Saturday night, why don't you make a Lacage to carry on Rude Day Jockeys to do so? RSVP at 514 731 2020. The Canadians lose by a score of two to one in their first exhibition game of the 2022-23 season. Jared Book, what's going on? I'm good, Tony. How are you? Very good. The book is out? Uh, on on Cristobal Huey? Uh, yeah, the book on Cristobal Huey. Remember <laughs> that one? All right. Uh, if there is a book on Jake Allen, uh, there's not a lot of notes inside it. Jake Allen pitched a shutout tonight. In his period and a half of action, he stopped 18 of 18. Not the case for Caden Primo, who stopped 11 of 13. He gave up the two goals. I thought Allen was really good. 
Yeah, you know, and and look, the the Montreal Canadiens, the difference between being 32nd in the league and and being respectable is goaltending. <laughs> and last year, for a large part of the season, they weren't getting goaltending, uh, and a lot of that was because Jake Allen was was injured. So, uh, getting a, a healthy Jake Allen, you know what you're going to get. You know, is it going to be vintage Carey Price? No, but it doesn't have to be. This isn't a team that that's going to you know aspire to to do much damage. So. You know, if they get average or good goaltending, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll probably By the finish. way, if I can, I already made up my mind after a period and a half. I'm on the whole suck hard for Bedard bandwagon <laughs> after he scored a hat trick the other night, especially turning a defenseman inside out and putting that stick between his legs and scoring that highlight reel goal that we saw. Jake Allen's going to keep the Canadians in games. They're going to end up picking up points in games where they have no business picking up points. I'm already on the trade Jake Allen bandwagon because I want Connor Bedard. You know, there's going to be a lot of people who think that, Tony. Uh, listen, goaltending can be the difference between 32nd and 25th. And, and you know, you know the difference in the odds of the lottery when that happens. But like, it, it, the important thing for the Canadians is, is that their young players are the ones that are leading the way. And if tonight was any indication, you said Jake Allen, all the other young players... They'll, they'll be just fine. Yeah. Regardless of what uh, they And finish. young players can use preseason to make mistakes. And I think you saw there was uh, the game-winning goal that Caden uh, Primo uh, gave up. You know, he's trying to hug the post, but obviously he doesn't do a good enough job of it. I don't know if he should have went down in that situation or not, but, I mean, it's just that's a, that's a, a young player's mistake. Yeah, you know, look, Caden Primo has – I don't want to say he has pressure on him because I think that the expectations that he's going to go to Laval anyway, but, but he wants to rebound last. Listen, his last two really NHL seasons have been awful. Uh, I think his save percentage is in the eight eighties, uh, if not lower, uh, just really bad. And and the AHL playoffs were where he was really good uh, and, and kind of brought a little bit of hope that he'll be an NHL starter uh, one day. The, the second goal, I didn't like it at first. It may have tipped out of a skate too. So, you know, you don't want to blame him too much. It's his first game action other than, than the scrimmage uh, on, on Sunday. So, I mean, look, the expect, you know, Martin St. Louis said that there's a, still a battle for the backup job. He hasn't given it to Samuel Montembeau, uh yet. I think that's a little uh, optimistic. Uh, but by Keaton Primo, he's not going to be judged on this preseason. Where he's going to be judged is if he goes back to Laval how he plays there, and that's, you know, that we say that about veterans, that preseason doesn't matter. I don't think it matters for Keaton Primo as long as he goes to Laval and plays well. Well, you know what? Marty St. Louis was asked about his goalies after the game, and he said, listen, the only thing I could tell you is that Jake Allen is definitely going to be here. As for Primo and Montembo, it's going to play itself out at camp, so he's leaving the door open for Primo. There's a chance to be that backup to Jake Allen if he wants it. All right. Let's bring up the lines, if we can, right here on the Sick Podcast. Here they are. Owen Beck was in at center with Caulfield on his left and Hoffman on his right. We know that Nick Suzuki, of course, was injured in a collision with Joel Edmondson. He was back at practice earlier today, and he's probably going to be out for another week in terms of game duty. Kirby Dock centered the second line with Pitlick to his left and Uri Slavkowski to his right. Philip Machar uh, centered the third line with Raphael RV Pinard on his left and Richard on his right. 
Misak centered the fourth line with Pizzetta on his left and Joshua Roy on his right. On defense, Matheson Barron, Gouli Harris, Fairbrother Norlinder, and of course, the goalie split duty. So now let's go to a positive. It's number eight, Michael Matheson, who logged 25 minutes and 54 seconds of ice time, picked up an assist on Cole Caulfield's goal, which we'll get to in a second. And Marty St. Louis joked at the end of the game that at one point he said, I think I just gave Matheson way too much ice time for a preseason game. But then he said he looked on the uh, other side and the Devils gave Severson over 26 minutes. So he said, I guess I'm not that crazy after all. But Michael Matheson, we knew he could skate. Um, we knew he was mobile. We knew he had experience. We know he wants to play here. He got his wish. He looked very good. Yeah, I, you know, that's that's great news for, for the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, look, they were put into a corner by Jeff Petrie, right? They, they needed to move him. Kent Hughes wanted to move him, but only if he got the right deal. Michael Matheson is going to probably turn out to be a really good return because, you know, you still have that hole on the right side, obviously, that, that Petrie left. But Michael Matheson is, is I don't want to say left-handed Jeff Petrie, but they play a similar style. They can both pick up big minutes and, I think he's going to be just fine for the Montreal Canadiens yeah. and really help whoever he plays with on the right. You know, they've been putting Justin Barron with him. Uh, they have Jordan Harris and Matthias Norlander playing on the right as well. Uh, whoever he gets paired with, uh, because I think they're going to split up Matheson and, and David Savard, uh, is, is going to have a, a good experienced player beside them. And, and that's what the Canadians need right now. It's, it's all about surrounding your young players with good veterans, and that's what Michael Matheson will, will well, say. Well, it's, uh, it's very easy. <laughs> uh, Matheson's going to get, you know, Matheson will be on one defense pairing. David Savard will be on another defense pairing. And Joel Edmondson will be on another <laughs> defense pairing. The big question is um, how many kids can make this team at the same time? Because you would think that Chris Weidman is going to be on this team as well. That would be four. And so do two kids make it to make six or do three kids make it to make seven? Let's not forget Corey Schooneman. So I would think that your number seven, you'd either want it to be Schooneman, who's 26 years old, or you'd want it to be Chris Weidman, who's over 30. If that's the case, Two young defensemen are going to make this team, Jared, not three. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's not a bad thing. Look, Laval is going to be really good this year. If you want to give you know guys like Matthias Norlander or, or Justin Barron 20, 25 minutes a game in the AHL. Well, let's no, say it right no away. Norlander's not going to make the Canadians. We could say that uh, right away. Uh, not this year. I don't think so. I, and I think he needs to get his confidence up. There's no problem with him going to the AHL. You could get take him to the bank, Jared. Get, get him 25 minutes in the AHL. Get him plow, power play time on the first power play unit. Th that's, that's what he needs right now. Get him to touch the puck. You know, we, we've seen the Canadians put young players in the past uh, in places that they don't succeed. I mean, you saw it with Cole Caulfield at the beginning of last season uh, where they just were, were put asked to do too much. There's no harm in adding putting Matthias Norlander in the AHL. He wasn't NHL ready last year. 
And he's he not was, this year, Jared. He's not no, this year. No, and that's fine. He's 22 years old. He doesn't have to be. You know, he doesn't have to be Keaton Gooley, who's, yes, younger than him, but Keaton Gooley was a, a top 15 pick, a top 16 pick. Like He doesn't have to be NHL ready. Uh, yes, at a certain point you want to see more, but let's come back to this at the end of the season. Matthias Norlander is not worrying me right now. That he's NHL ready or not, uh, that doesn't make a difference to me. He's not, and that's fine. Okay, so Jordan Harris was a minus one tonight. Caden Gooley was a minus one. Justin Barron was even. Now, one game is not going to decide who makes it and who doesn't make it. My personal opinion, I thought Harris and Gooley looked more steady than Barron. I just thought that Barron, when the forecheck was on, there was some um, indecisiveness in some of his plays. I thought it was going like, even though he's fleet of foot, he can skate. I thought it was just going one second too fast. I'd love to have your opinion on this one. Yeah, you know what? That That's something that even if you look back at, at last year, he played five games in the NHL. You can say the same thing about him last year in the NHL. Um, even, you know, in the AHL, there there were some parts where when he's under pressure with the puck, there, there were problems there. And I, I think that Justin Barron will be fine. I, I don't think that... Again, you know, he's someone who was drafted the same year as Caden Gooley. Uh, you know, we've heard his names with the World Junior. We hear about these kids for three, four years. Yeah. And we think we think that they're that they've been around forever. I mean, Kirby Doc is, is only 21, too. So yeah, uh it's it's one of those things where you hear these kids' names forever and you're like, why aren't they in the NHL yet? Um, but but Justin Barron is is gonna be good. I, I think he's gonna be fine. Uh and you know what? Competition's good. You don't want guys to get places by default. Uh, and you could argue that that's why, you know, guys like Victor Mete were brought up to the NHL way too fast. Guys like Jesperi Kotkaniemi uh, were brought up too fast. There was no one to take those spots from them. And I think that in a case like um, Justin Barron, Harris, uh, who are playing the right side, it is a good thing because at the beginning of before camp started, people were like, Oh, Justin Barron's the only right side defenseman on, on this team other than David Savard. He's going to have to play top four minutes. Uh, Jordan Harris has really helped that. And that's a good thing. Uh, internal competition is good. Uh, and, and the key is that these guys are going to be in the NHL in two, three years. It doesn't matter if it happens this year or not. If you're watching on um, YouTube or Facebook comment, sick S I C K. If you love the podcast, it's our way of feeling the love. And if you're listening on audio, please leave us a five-star review. It's always fun to get those. And write the comments, sick, S-I-C-K. Once again, it's our way of feeling the love. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is growing every day, and it is free. That's the beauty of it. You talked about Kirby Doc before. At one point, Doc was on the ice. Lafkowski was on the ice. They were on the same line, of course. And Caden Gooley was on the ice. And I'm like, wow, the Canadians are really getting bigger here. <laughs> but, you know, Doc didn't have great chemistry with Slavkowski tonight. But I did think he had great chemistry with Pitlick. They were finding each other on a number of occasions. They look good together. Yeah, you know, and that's that's interesting because Pitlick's a guy who's going to battle for minutes, right? Like, there's, there's a lot of guys on this team where you have them – on any NHL because either they have to clear waivers or their salaries are, you know, there's lots of reasons why they're going to be in the NHL, but you don't know who's going to match up with who. And, and especially, you know, Josh Anderson is, uh, you know, injured right now. So he's going to probably come back. You have Paul Byron who's out right now. So yeah. there, there's playing time to be had. And a guy like Pitlick, if he can get chemistry with Doc, that's, that's get that guarantees you some playing time. <laughs> so uh, it, it's, it's, it's good to see. And I think it's tough 
uh, at camp because, you know, you had the four groups in the scrimmages. Uh, then now they're cutting down to basically two groups uh, of preseason games. It's tough to get those, those kind of chemistries, especially when there's so many injuries that you're not really getting the full lineup that you're, you're, you're expecting, right? So uh, I, I think that it's, it's interesting that Doc played with Pitlick and Slavkovsky because I think it's as much a test for, for Pitlick as it was for Slavkovsky. And um, I, I think Pitlick is a guy that, that's kind of forgotten a little bit. I mean, when, when he wasn't given the qualifying offer, a lot of people thought he was going to be yeah. gone anyway, right? So uh, it, it's interesting to see uh what what's what's happening there but yeah i think i think kirby doc is a guy that that's gonna uh really have an opportunity to really grow in this offense in in a way that he didn't have in chicago and a lot of that is because there's no jonathan Taves in front of him uh a lot of that is because there's no expectations uh, and a lot of that is because just the coaching staff is focusing on development and i think that's going to be very important for him and now on Slavkowski, I vowed to show patience towards <laughs> him and vowed to call anyone out who doesn't, okay? Um, I really don't want anyone to put pressure on the 18-year-old. It's already hard enough to play in Montreal. It's already hard enough to play in the National Hockey League, and especially when you're 18. Having said that, here I am, uh, paid for my opinions, and so one game is not going to change anything and marty st louis handled it great at the end of the game saying i thought he was just fine it looked like he was having fun out there and at one point we got a bench penalty and he looked at me and he said should i go serve it and i said why not And he had a laugh but because we have to give an opinion on the game that was played uri slavkowski didn't look nhl ready in this first preseason game no i i mean I, I don't think so, and and but you know what? Again, I said it with Norlander, who's twenty two, <laughs> so cost yeah. eighteen. Yeah, uh, it, it you know it, it's the if he goes to Laval to start the season, is it really that bad of a of, of a result? I, I don't think so. I, I think that that's a good thing. That the fact that he's not pushed into it, you you look at the the the, the game tonight. Anthony Richard played probably better than Slavkovsky. And would you rather have Anthony Richard on a, on a fourth line? Then Uri Slavkovsky, yeah, <laughs> you know you don't want Uri Slavkovsky on the fourth line. So send him to Laval, you know, give him twenty minutes. It's still a long camp. Uh, in the words of uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, when he was struggling early on, he said, "I'm going to get better every day." I'm sure Uri Slavkovsky is going to get better every day. Um, but at Jared, the same I've time, always thought I've always thought that Slavkovsky would start the season in Montreal. But the one thing that I did say is I would have liked to have seen him start on the third line and maybe play with a Dvorak and a Gallagher. Based on what we saw at the red versus white game, Dvorak was playing with Gallagher and Dadonov. That might be something to look into. Having said that, there's several reasons why I don't like Laval for Slavkowski, but the biggest reason is that it might affect his confidence. Having said that, the more I think about it, if his confidence is going to take a bigger hit being in Montreal and not producing, and I have said this, if Slavkowski's on the third line with Montreal, I'm all for it. If he's on the fourth line in Montreal, I'd rather see him play on a top line in Laval than play on the fourth line in Montreal, where fourth lines are energy lines, and you just use the body, you try and make hits to change the momentum of a hockey game, you take hits and receive hits, and I don't want to see him just be a guy who hits. 
Yeah, and you know what? You mentioned confidence. The good thing is, I don't think Yurislavkovsky is a guy who lacks any confidence. <laughs> so I think that that's a good thing. I think he has the right attitude for Montreal and dealing with the highs and lows. Uh, you saw it at the, at the draft as soon as the draft happened, uh, even before it, when he said that you know my my dinner ta- my my meeting with them tasted better than a steak. He he has that kind of inner confidence that you want to have. He didn't in, in have the interview. Montreal. He didn't have the one on one interview. So yeah. I, I, no, he uh, what was it? No, he didn't go to dinner with them, yeah, he didn't have to but dinner. he had an interview with them. Yeah. And he said, my interview with them tasted better than the dinner. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that, that that's something that, you know, the one thing about this 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 administration so far, and, and ever since, um, you know, Jeff Gordon and Ken Hughes got hired and they brought in uh, people, there, there's a real focus on player development. And I think that that is something that, you know, I, one thing that keeps sticking out in my head is Mark Bergevin kept saying, we give the player, all the players the same tools and it's up to them. But player development is not giving out players the same tools. Player development is about giving each player the right tools for them. And, and I think that that's uh, an approach. And, and Martin St. Louis has talked more about development than any coach I've ever heard, even in junior or the AHL, <laughs> where development is usually more focused. And, and I think that that's something that, no matter what, they're going to do what's best for him. And I don't think he's going to be playing eight minutes a game in the NHL just to to say that, oh, look, our first overall pick is in the NHL. Uh, I, I think that they, they're they going to be smarter about that. And listen, he might play himself onto a roster spot. There might be other injuries. I'm not saying he's definitely not going to make the team. Uh, but he's, he's going to grow into this role like this team is going to grow. And uh, it, it's okay that if he doesn't go uh, in the NHL right away, the last – I mean, the last first – last first overall pick to not yeah. forward to not go um back to it right right away as a forward was Matt Sundin and he turned out pretty good so uh I think that there's a lot of things that you have to be we, we can't compare your Lokowski to other first overall picks we have to compare him to the rest of the players in the 2022 draft and and that's the the reality of uh, a kind of down more down year uh in terms of immediately immediate prospects but yeah. you know it's a long preseason there's still seven games to go he's probably going to get another game in a couple of days um either in toronto or uh when they play the jets so you know what he's going to get lots of opportunities he's probably going to play with different people and, and maybe see where he fits in uh, in this lineup speaking of uh, young players in the draft philip massar was the canadian's second pick owen beck was the Canadian's third pick. I thought they both had a better game than Slavkowski. Massar wasn't good in the circle. He played center. He was at 25%. But I think we've realized, you know, he's a better winger than he is a center. At least I think so anyway. But he did have a couple of shots on goal and a couple of flashes where he had the puck in close. He waited. He made a move. He got a shot away. It was a good stop. I like what I saw there. Owen Beck, 59% in the faceoff circle. He had three shots on goal. Marty St. Louis talked about him at the end of the game and saying, you know what? This guy had a good game. And Jared, he does all the little things right. He really appears to be a student of the game, this Owen Beck. Yeah, you know what? Oh, I, 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 I've been following Owen Beck since, since the draft. I, I wrote his profile for Eyes on the Prize. I, I've been paying attention to him. And everything he's done so far, whether it's rookie camp, whether it's uh, development camp, whether it's training camp now, he's just been impressive. And he doesn't 
he's not the fastest. He's not the most skilled. He, but he's always in the right place. He always makes good decisions, and he wins faceoffs. And I, I, you know, it's it's funny, but we, I, I don't. We talked about rushing prospects and not being NHL ready, but uh-huh. his game is just NHL ready. And I'm not saying he's going to start the, the year in, in in Montreal. No, no, he's uh, going to go down to junior hockey. He'll dominate, yeah. and I think he's going to end up cracking a spot on the World Junior Team. Oh, I think he's going to definitely be on the world junior team. I think he's going to be very good. And I think that, you know, in a year from now, we're talking about Owen Beck as a shoe in for the NHL roster. Um, a I, year I think from he, now, really? Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be in the fight for a real fight for a roster spot, um, depending on obviously how things shake out. Yeah, the, you know, depends who else they get. You know, if they get if they get somebody named Connor Bedard, I, I don't think that, you know, I think that spot's going to go to somebody else. But I want him, uh, <laughs> I want him badly, man. I want him uh, real bad. I, I think the Canadians need him as much as I need some fitness equipment. MatrixHomeFitness.ca, I'm going to give them a shout-out. They already set me up with a treadmill and a roar. Hopefully the bike is on its way soon. Bring it home, discover club-quality workout, and the comfort of your own home. Visit MatrixHomeFitness.ca. A bike will last me a long time. I'm not going to break it the way Yuri Slavkovsky broke the one at the Habs Combine. All right, okay. Um, Cole Caulfield, he picked up where he left off. I thought he looked really, really good tonight. I thought he looked real good in practice a couple of days ago. Five shots on goal, including a laser off a pass from Hoffman. Man, wow. What a goal he scored tonight. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Cole, if, if this team wins games because Cole Caulfield does Cole Caulfield things. Uh, that's a good thing. You know, uh, don't worry about draft order. As long as guys like Caulfield and Suzuki, when he comes back, uh, you know, Gooley, if he makes a team, guys like that, Doc, if they're playing well, that's a good season for the Canadians, no matter what happens. And Yeah, for sure. Know, Cole, Cole Caulfield, if he can have a full season, uh, maybe not on the, the whole pace he had with Martin St. Louis last year, but if he can have a full season – where he's you know scoring thirty goals plus, that that's all you can ask for, and, and I think that he's a guy that if he can take that next step, if Nick Suzuki can take a little bit of a next step, that that makes the rebuild go a lot faster than than some people might expect, um, because those there is no rebuild if Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield don't take a next step, there is no rebuild. It's 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 dead in the water. So uh, those are two things. And, and Cole Caulfield starting off like he did today is great. And you mentioned the pass from Mike Hoffman. If Mike Hoffman can start playing uh, like like Mike Hoffman used to play, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, I, I remember today that he missed all of preseason last year. I think he's going to be on that line to start the season with Suzuki and Caulfield. Yeah. I think that's at the least, way he's setting up. Yeah, at least absolutely. I think they're going to play together on home ice on the road. I'm not so sure because you have last line change. You might want to have someone more defensively responsible or they might not care. They might just play offense and whatever happens, happens because at the end of the day, like you just said, if you're not going to make the playoffs, you might as well give yourself the best chance of picking number one in the draft and getting a guy like Connor Bedard. All right, so in ending, Jared, nothing decided for the young players after one preseason game, right? We're talking about Gooley. We're talking about Harris. We're talking about Barron. We're talking about Slavkowski. Nothing decided yet, correct? Nothing decided, but if you had to ask me today, I think Caden Gooley's an NHL player. Yeah. <laughs> Caden Gooley is so good. Like His skating is improved, and if a guy that big can skate like that, yeah, 
It's almost unfair. There's a great pick by Trevor Timmons, by the way, who you take a look. Caden <laughs> Gooley's a Trevor Timmons pick. Jordan Harris is a Trevor Timmons pick. Cole Caulfield is a Trevor Timmons pick. There are others, you know, Raphael RV Pinard. We'll see what happens to him at a much lower level, of course. And Joshua Roy is another, and Misak is another, and the list goes on and on. But, you know, Trevor Timmons did some good things as the director of amateur scouting for the Montreal Canadiens for the longest time as well. So we'll keep that in mind. Until then, the Canadians have a day off on Tuesday, and they visit the Maple Leafs in Toronto on Wednesday night. Jared, thanks for doing this, but I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, Tony. Once again, you're very welcome. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. Marinero, the sick podcast with a sick host. We're going to have a sick season. Ciao for now. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you.